0: Are you ready steady welcome to start line every journey is
1: different but they all start with the start line
0: we're here to edutain you about the world of dog agility the sport has changed rapidly in just a few years we have been a part of it
1: join us as we discuss our journeys share our successes laughs and failures
0: we will be joined by special guests and our hope is for you to help us grow the sport we love
1: episode 17 go
0: hey guys It's Kara and Michelle, and we are here. We did promise you the USDAA at home information, and we are still bringing that to you, but we've had some schedule conflicts with Andy, who's amazing. He's going to be a great interviewee and bring you lots of information that we can do in the pandemic. But for now, we wanted to take a little sidestep. This was a topic that Michelle and I have wanted to discuss way before we even started the podcast. It was on our list. But it's become a little bit more relevant and a little bit more challenging in the pandemic. Twice already. Wow. I'm just coming out with a bang. So, Michelle, what are we going to talk about tonight?
1: We are going to talk about volunteering at trials and Mm -hmm. talking about all the different jobs there are that you could do and some of the pain points, areas of opportunity, and also some good reasoning why you would maybe particularly find a certain job to do. So there's some benefits to choosing to ring crew, for example. We're going to kind of deep dive into all that. Mm -hmm.
0: And just to start off, I understand the mentality because some of us, you can admit it or not, go to agility trials and say, I am a paying exhibitor. I work really hard all week and I want to show up and I want to run with my dog and enjoy time with my dog and my friends. And volunteering is sort of a second thought. Or I've thought about volunteering, but I'm uncertain about it. We're going to cover that. Or I've thought about volunteering, but the people asking aren't very kind. So it seems awkward and I'm not willing or, you know, I'm not excited about it because they're not enticing me. So we're going to cover all of that but I really just want to say you're right we are exhibitors we do pay to play but in order to keep our it's our entries down so we don't have to hire crews of people which would drive entry costs up we have to volunteer and it can be fun COVID makes things weird we're not having the you know the food that we had before where I remember it was like i have to volunteer to get a sandwich. We don't have those kinds of things, but it doesn't mean that the job still can't be fun. And Michelle and I have actually listed out, and we'll go over, there's a lot of perks to volunteering now in COVID-19. Um, you know, you can... Yeah, ser-
1: especially now. Yeah, especially
0: <laughs> now. So back in the day, you know, all of several months ago, pre-March... We, you could sign up, you got these killer raffles, some people paid directly, you know, sometimes there was cash raffles where you could win anywhere from 5 to $25. I've had trial chairs, I've won and left and they've mailed me cash. We always got water, we always got snacks, we were well fed. Those days are kind of gone, understandably, but there's still a lot of fun happening, there's still a lot of benefits to volunteering, but on the flip side, there is some stress coming from... Worker coordinators, trial chairs, judges, and facility owners to course get builders. course builders to get workers and so our goal here is to alleviate the stress, encourage you to volunteer and encourage you to still have fun and learn and help these trials run as smoothly as possible.
1: yeah, and it's you know it's a great opportunity to learn a lot too. Um, you know in our area, we have a lot of small clubs that host trials and sometimes there may not be enough members to cover some of the volunteering every single class we have both been trial chairs so we understand what goes into hosting a trial how Mm -hmm. much work goes into hosting a trial
0: Mm -hmm. how much sleep is lost in hosting
1: a trial (laughs) there is i mean i the last time i was a trial chair i was the trial chair for the last trial that we essentially had oh. when COVID happened, so yeah, that that's right. You whole, were a whole were another curveball. COVID chairperson. Oh god. And I and I'm still willing to chair again after that experience. Yeah, so what is yeah. that? But yeah, so it's you know it's it, there's so much work that goes into trials, and you got to think about it. These are these are small clubs. The clubs members pay a small fee to be part of these clubs. They get their perks and benefits, but they you know they really work hard. So,
0: we can have these trials. And these are non profit. Like, yes, the clubs are trying to make some kind of money so that they can bring you health clinics and confirmation shows and uh, matches and I mean, all I know clubs that will donate to good causes. Yes, yes. Um, one of the clubs that you're a member of is very good about doing that. My club, you know, all, well, our Aubrey club is good about that. So. These are not, I know sometimes we get upset and I've said it too, you know, oh, these Aubrey clubs are just running agility trials so that they can, you know, make money. But they're correct. They are making money for the club so that they can do lots of other things, particularly is really good about holding this health clinic. And we charge next to nothing for, you know, the ability to health screen your dogs for breeding programs and general longevity. So that aside, without costing more, we need people to work these trials. In a perfect world, we'd have four H kids come in, or we'd have, you know, local brownie girls come in or something. But unfortunately, we're now in the COVID world because that's something I was exploring pre COVID and we've had success with. But now we're in the COVID world and the less people in the building the better. The more experienced people in the building, the smoother the trial runs. But that doesn't mean that novice people can't step up and learn. And right. You know, Michelle and I have been in agility far less than many of the other competitors. And yet she and I clearly see the same workers trial in and trial out. I saw a woman today. She was so late because there was a big, huge car accident on one of the highways getting up here. Several people were late. FedEx truck was like split in half. They were saying how horrible it was. She was late. We got her into her runs. She didn't even get a chance to walk. She was flustered, ran her dogs, and then still openly volunteered for wow. many classes good for her yeah so really and volunteering's fun I've we're gonna cover some of these benefits but one of the things I've noticed with volunteering is not only have I learned so I'm gonna you know we all know LaVonda Herring I've learned the most from LaVonda Herring two different ways in my novice briefings and volunteering while she's judging she taught me about the broad jump it's one, two, two, three, three, four for the amount of boards, and it's spread double the distance. So if you have a twenty-four inch dog, it's forty-eight inches, and you spread them out. And then for you know a twenty-inch dog, it's forty inches, and so on and so forth. And so those kinds of things. And then you learn. I just learned recently in the last year. It's kind of embarrassing that when you change the A-frame height, you change it from one of the sides—a very specific side. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. And the panel.
1: What about? We that? taught you about the panel jump. Oh. oh it's only four feet.
0: Oh, we're going to throw throw <laughs> some credit here to Michelle. So when I was ordering as a trial chair for our Agility Grand Championship bars, I thought panel bars would be cool because they give you a little bit more surface area to decorate. I was upset when I ordered from Mad Agility Equipment, who are phenomenal, by the way. They did nothing wrong. They sent me four-foot panel bars, and I thought I got gypped. And I complained, and I said to Michelle, well, I complained to them, and they wrote me back so kindly. They're like, the panel is four feet long and they explained the bars are four feet they're shorter to reduce weight because when a dog clips them it hurts it could potentially hurt more and so michelle was like i was like they jipped me this is before i got my email returned because i had written them a stern email and michelle's like the panel is four feet wide and many other experienced exhibitors disagreed with her and she was 100 correct so you learn the panel <laughs> Is only yeah, four you feet wide. So, much. so I actually, it's funny that you say that because today in one of the runs, we ended with weed pole panel tire. So your line to get out got narrower. Usually it will be like triple ending or triple jump or ends with the triple and it gets kind of wider or you feel like it's bigger. But this ending got narrower and she really had to watch the line because it curved in a little bit. And because I knew that panel was narrower, I was like, mm, I got to be really careful here and pick her up out <laughs> of the weed poles. So. Yeah, oh, But yeah, yeah.
1: And, and you know, I will say I, before I started taking certain jobs, I was nervous about doing them. Like, for example, timing and mm-hmm. scribing for fast mm-hmm. scares me, but inscribing in general scares me. But I have done it and I have had wonderful people almost mentor me to help me conquer my fear. And it's been great. So, you know, if you're ever nervous about a certain job, don't be afraid to step up To say something to somebody and say, hey, I've never done this before. Can you teach me how to do this? Can you go over some of the things? Can you sit with me? Whatever. And I generally find people are more than willing to do that. I mean, they're getting an an additional volunteer and an additional opportunity. So don't be afraid to jump out. I mean, Kara, like what she was saying today, learned about coordinates with course building. Mm -hmm. And course building is actually, I, I actually probably enjoy that the most other than leech running.
0: I have avoided course building. I don't really have a good reason. I think it was because I didn't feel confident about it. And then I, in order to get, and I've discussed this in other episodes, in order to get an air-conditioned crating space for my dogs, I had to volunteer, and the only spot left was course building. And so I bit the bullet, and I did it. And it was a wonderful experience. I had a very good um, chief course builder, Tim Panieri, who's also a judge. He really was, he assigned us roles, and we were like a pit crew. You know, we all lined up three or four dogs before the class ended. And when the class ended, we ran in like a NASCAR pit crew. And it was awesome. It was fun. And I felt like a very important part of that team. And I learned so much from him. You know, when they go out with a wheel, so the same thing with the judge wheels the course, they'll go out and they'll say, okay, you go up the tape, you go 27 feet up the tape, and you go in five. And then they'll turn the wheel at an angle, and they'll say, drop the bar here. And you drop the bar yep parallel to the wheel and so that makes sense and then you ask is it winged or or is it single stanchion and so they let you know and it's just it's fun um i've started to really enjoy course building i'll tell you one of the things i didn't enjoy and now i've started to do because i'm a little hefty is i'm one of few people at these trials lately that can carry two sandbags at the same time two tunnel bags They have a cart at this facility, but the cart gets really heavy and it takes two people to push and it's like, you're better off just hauling the bags yourself. So now I do my deadlifts. I get, you know, probably 25 deadlifts a day and I feel good about it. You know, I'm a little sore and tender at the end of the day, but I worked out, I got my cardio in. So I'm trying to make fun of a, of a fun with a position I wasn't, I was hesitant to do. And I'll tell you for timing, I was petrified of timing and then I found a super senior exhibitor, Mary Peterson, I'll drop your name. And she was a wonderful teacher. She she taught you, I'm very visual. And she taught me the concept of changing the time for fast, but she also taught me the buttons. You know, you basically hit this one twice, then enter. This one twice, then enter. And one of our trial secretaries is really great about putting these bright blue or bright yellow sheets in when you need to change time on the scribe sheets. And so there are systems in place to help you succeed. Yeah. And there's also people that if you ask, they will show you how to do it. They're like, I am one of them. Don't ask me about timing it. <laughs> I'm still <so> novice <laughs> of that. But, you know, I'm more confident about building. So I, I had a classmate. She's not even entered in the trial two weeks ago or a week ago. MJ. She said, oh, I live right down the road. I'll come and help for the trial from 9 to 11. And she came out and she said what can I do and I said you want to help course build she said sure she had no idea and I said okay collect all the numbers put them in order and then I said follow around that person with the wheel and they're going to carry a bunch of bars and you drop the bars and then you just yell to people if they're wings or single stanchions it's great she had no problem
1: yeah that's what when I chief course build that's pretty much I do the same thing similar to what you experienced with Tim Paneri I gather up my crew. I tell them, okay, I need the tire gone. You're the tire person. <laughs> the dog walk needs to come out. I need you guys on the dog walk. And it, it works out really well. It'll... And I love teaching people how to course build. I love when people come out and they're like, I have no idea what to do. And I'm like, grab some numbers, pull up the numbers, do this and that. And they, and they love it. They genuinely mm-hmm. do. They feel like they've really been helpful. And they, and they absolutely
0: are. Well, my mother's always said many hands make light work. And we all want to get out of there early right and one of the ways you get out of there early is you volunteer you sign up to volunteer or you're ready to go because so many times so many trials the course ends everybody disperses and you hear the chief course builder go course builders there's like two people in the in the ring and it's like i look around i had planned to walk my dogs and i was like well i can still walk my dogs because i have this whole class i'll just do it after the walkthrough i still have Forty-four dogs to walk my dogs. That's plenty of time and standard. So let me go help course build so the day goes faster. Plus, come on course builders admit it. Y'all do a little secret walkthrough when you're building that course. You well, all are, yeah,
1: because you get to see Y'all are the checking angles. flow. Exactly. Yep.
0: Exactly. You get so. to
1: see the way the course is built, you get to see the angles. And I think one of the things we were I mean, I guess we might as well just talk about course building while we're here course building is a lot of fun because you get to learn, you get to build the course. Then you also get to know the judge. The judge comes out, they tweak their course. So they'll change angles, distances. However, you know, they feel to make it the most safe and appropriate for the dogs, but still with the appropriate challenges, you get to know the judge. Mm -hmm. You also get to learn about angles, lines that you're going to set for your dog. And, you learn about distances between obstacles, what's appropriate, what's not. Distances from the gating and the walls. Yeah. There's so much you can learn about course building in general and just how to set proper lines for your dogs. And yeah, and I mean, last weekend we, we had, I mean,
0: I'll, I'll throw her name out, Laura Kutterbach. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say her name? I believe so. We apologize <laughs> if that's incorrect, Dr. Laura Kutterbach. But she was
1: absolutely wonderful. And she would adjust things so that the angles were good and they were safe for the dogs, but it still presented the same challenge that the course intended. And I love that. And judges are so nice to work with. I would say most of them. I haven't really honestly met many, but there's a couple of them. That... There's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, You know, that's where you can really start to bring out if you have any safety concerns, you know, ask the judge about if you think the tunnel needs more tunnel bags Mm -hmm. because you have
0: a powerful dog. Rather than going on Facebook and complaining about it, get out there and bag some tunnels. Right. Ask about it. If there are enough tunnel
1: bags, there is absolutely no reason why you can't ask and say, hey, I have a fast, I have a powerful dog. This tunnel could potentially move, you know, with. A hundred dogs going through this tunnel. Can we just throw some extra tunnel bags in there for safety? Absolutely. Yeah. That is your opportunity. You can't complain about it. If you, you can't just like Kara said, you can't just go on Facebook and complain about, do something, be proactive about it. Yep.
0: And one of my favorite judges was because I saw his honesty in his course building. He's relatively new is Roger O'Sullivan. And we were in Ohio and we were course building and he came out here and we put some things together and Tim Panieri, who was another judge, he had, tweaked it a little bit but you obviously you have to wait for the judge's approval and roger so honestly and i think humbly and actually discredited himself and was like well this course sucks i'm sorry guys and he spent a lot of caring time tweaking it and he did the same thing in maine when he covered mary mullen's courses who were lovely but we were outside maine it's different we had patches of grass and hills and dry spots to deal with and he tweaked to make the course really great for the exhibitors and that's that's something really important about course building is there's so many pieces to it, so you have to have a good course builder that gets the coordinates accurate and they're efficient and they can manage a team politely and efficiently. I'm going to use that word a lot efficient and then you have a judge that comes out and tweaks you know sometimes people are like, "Oh my God, he tweaked forever, but it's hard for some of these judges that have never been to these places or particularly outside when you have a hill remember that in the cape when those weed poles were always in that sand pit oh yeah always uh, it was t- it was like we need to tell judges next year that there's a sand pit so so there's a judge that tweaks while it takes some extra time they're trying to help you queue. they're not right. out there making it harder they're making it safer they don't and better. want no. they don't want a ton of nqs on their no. courses they want people
1: to be successful on their courses yes. and they want to make sure that everything is safe as possible for the dogs.
0: Yes. So moving on from course building, because I think, you know, we almost got to have a whole nother episode on that. I do want to talk about broad spectrum, why volunteering is so beneficial, particularly in COVID. So we talked about pre-COVID where we had the water and the food and they fed you and you got all this money and you were treated like gold. And of course, people were clamoring to sign up. Different clubs have different... Handouts, And so you you would watch different people, you know, more people sign up for certain clubs that paid better, quote unquote. But nowadays, particularly at this facility where we trial and it's going to happen when we move to trials to Massachusetts too, unless they're outdoors, you are not allowed to keep, we have to keep numbers low in these buildings. And so you're not allowed to loiter or hang out or watch many runs unless you're in one facility recording a friend. Or getting your dog out to potty. And we all sneak a peek. But you're not supposed to be in the building. One great way to watch every darn trap of that course is ring crew. Yep. Scribe, scribe not so much. We'll talk about that in a second, although I, my eye does wander. Um, timer. A lot of times we're doing scrimer, which, again, seems like a lot of pressure, but you can handle it fast. It's definitely, you do need some experience. Um uh, Inside gate, if you have an inside gate, and outside gate. Outside gate, you don't get to see much of the course, but I did a lot of outside gating today. I tell you, I'm a social creature. I got to see all my friends. I got to legally talk to them, tell them when to go in, catch a little bit of information, ask them how they were doing. I'm outside gating. It was like 93 degrees, and I was under a canopy. I wasn't miserable. I had my water. I got to talk with my friends. You inside gate, you get the benefit of chatting a little bit, although people are now stressed because they're coming to the line, and you get to watch the course inside and out, run after run after run. So score run, same thing. Score runner is probably the one that you can, score runner to me is now score runner assistant scribe, because in our facility where we trial mostly, they're acting as the liaison between the inside gate who's screaming names and the scribe who's scribing and timing. So a normal scribe would just be able to pay attention to the next dog and writing down the you know wrong course or any any faults. Then yeah, the scribe it.
1: has to essentially just watch the judge, which I think is probably what scares me the most about it because I get a little distracted pretty easily. I do too, and I, that's and I where tend your to score runner running right, and
0: so that's where the score runner is now the pseudo assistant scribe, and I've turned I've scrimed. Now we're calling it scrimer. Yeah, I've scrimed and then turned to the score runner and been like, "Did he just put his hand up?" Just I, I think I saw put his yes, yes. Because some judges, rightfully so, they wait until the obstacle is complete and they've moved on in order to make the call, as they should. But if you blink, rub your nose, start watching your friends run, and you're not watching the judge, you can miss that. And so, it's important to document everything, and it's also important to notice that the judge wiped his nose. He didn't put a you know W up. He didn't put his whole hand up. He was just wiping his nose. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of benefits to volunteering. I, one of the biggest ones, we said this earlier in course building, is really getting to know the judge. You get close up. If you – this is one of the things I do. It's exhausting, but every time there's a height change, I, like, race to change those bars. I race. And I try and cut the judge off because the judge will usually – you know, hang around and they'll change a bar or two just to make things go quicker. They're really good about that. But I always try and like grab the bar that they were going to do. And I'm like, I got it. And then they're always like, Oh, you know, again, call me a little brown noser. Sure. Whatever. But I am, I'm like, I'm a helpful person. I'm going to show this judge that I'm helpful. And hopefully you'll enjoy my runs with my dogs and keep your hands (laughs) in your pockets. I'm just kidding. But you know, it's just,
1: you know, you can, and you can make kind of like a healthy competition of it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, I mean, we, we did it uh, when we were in Maine, that outdoor trial where uh-huh. Roger was sitting in for, for Mary Mullen and we this. were on our little Fitbit challenge and yeah. could get the most steps in. And at this, so score runner, all right, let's, it was let's so talk, let's talk being active.
0: It was like tall <laughs> <laughs> let's
1: talk being active. If you want to be more active during the day, you want to get some steps in, you got a Fitbit or, you know, your step counter or whatever it is. Leash runner is generally the way to go. Because you're walking up and down the ring. Well, it used to be every dog. Now it could be, you know, depending on COVID rules, people are allowed to run with their leashes. So it's not as much, but still more active. Score runner, depending on the facility, can either be five feet or like it was in Maine with us. You were literally walking around the entire ring, basically to the other side of the area that we were situated in for agility. So what me and Kara did, we were trying to see who could get the most steps in the day. And leash runner tends to be, it tends to be my favorite because I like to get my steps in. But it also seems to be everybody else's favorite. That tends to be the job that fills up first, I think. But we were in a healthy competition, who can get the most steps in. So I had signed up for, I think, like one or two score running. And I think at one point you were actually quote unquote score running with me to try and make Right. Get, I was
0: walking with you. Yes. Yeah. So healthy competitions are fun. And even now, so Diane Patterson had a lot of fun today. She was one of the people that was caught in this terrible accident. I believe it was on 84. For those of you in the New England area, there was a terrible accident on 84. I hope people were okay. It didn't sound good. But she came in and she hasn't trialed in a long time. And she hasn't trialed in this facility in a long, long time. And she said, show me how to do it. What do I do? And I said, okay, leash run. you've got to, Dip, dab, grab. So you dip into the de- disinfectant solution. You dab it on a towel so it's dry, so we're not touching people's leashes with a wet, you know, leash grabber. It's one of those clippy things that, um, you know, people that can't bend over would use to pick things up. And you grab it and you walk down. Now we're walking nearly 100 feet. It used to be just 70 feet, but now we're walking 100 feet, so we're walking more. And you're carrying this grabber, which after a while your forearm does get stiff. I, I say it's like carrying a dead snake. um, And so it's a little bit more intensive, but Diane was making fun of this and she's like, I've got it. And she goes, I'm even fluffing the towel. Cause you know, the towel in this bucket was getting saturated. And so she was finding the drier spots in the towel. And so she was having fun with it. And I think that's important that You were all in this weird, uncertain time. We have all these rules. People come to these trials and they're like, I don't know the rules. Tell me. Be sure to read your confirmations. Some of them are confusing. Be sure to ask your trial chair if they're not, you know, running around like a chicken with their head cut off. Have have fun, but make sure you know what you're doing and never fear asking questions. And if you do ask a question and someone is not as polite as you wish, just don't ask that person again. Go find somebody else. Because I guarantee you, ninety percent or more of the people at trials are wonderful. There's ten yep. percent or less that make it icky. Just avoid them. Note who they are and avoid them. That's what I do.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good segue onto uh, maybe our other our other half of the discussion. Yes, yes it's but
0: volunteers. Be, but before we get there, let's take a quick <laughs> oh, let's take a break. Let's take a quick commercial break to talk about our awesome sponsors. Hey, Agility Addicts, I have a really cool sponsor to tell you guys about that I actually went after. Walter recently got his mock. Well, I know, surprising. And I wanted to celebrate it with his fan club. And so I wanted to bring something special. And we all know mock cakes are kind of off the table right now. They're not very COVID friendly. So I wanted something such as cookies, which could be individually wrapped. I checked with a bunch of local bakeries. They were booked way out. It wasn't, you know, or they were prices that I was found a little pricey. So I looked online and even though they're local to me, I found a really cool company called Wicked Good Cookies. Now in New England, wicked means very or super, and they live up to their name. They have $5 flat rate shipping nationwide. Wide. So whether you live in Tacoma, Washington or Sarasota Springs, Florida, you can get these cookies for five bucks. If you live locally or you're at a trial, I'm going to, I'm happy to pick them up for you. They'll give you some extra cookies, but they've also done us a deal because I explained to him all about, you know, agility and how we celebrate and mock cakes and how we need cookies instead and COVID safe and for 15% off using the discount code start line, wicked good ki- cookies, Is honoring our discount, which is super cool. So please go check out wickedgoodcookies.com. You can also get them if you're local to New England through DoorDash, Grubhub. They're just in Boylston, Mass. 15% off your order. They can put anything you want on picture wise. These are great for kids going back to school. It's also wonderful for weddings, birthdays. You can't be there, you can send a box of cookies. But More specific to Agility for your championships or even just a great title or just, hey, let's make Agility fun again. Check out Wicked Good Cookies and use a discount code STARTLINE to save 15% today.
1: And we're back. All right. So we had a nice little segue into our next discussion topic about volunteering is
0: remembering that people are volunteers. Volunteers. Don't volunteer them volunteers so yes the trial does not run without volunteers yes you did pay to play but if we all want to play we all want to get home and eat in it at a reasonable hour then help more but there's the other side who's the other side michelle don't be so mean about
1: it don't be so mean about it
0: (laughs) judges worker coordinators I've seen you all get snippy, chief course builders, child chairs. I know you're under stress. I've seen you get snippy with these volunteers. They might not have done something exactly the way you want. Use that as an opportunity to educate, not berate. Educate, not berate. I just came up with it. There you go. That was good. There you go. There you go. But seriously, I saw some of this at some of the trials we've been at. It makes me sad. I am very understanding that we are all in COVID conditions and we are all confused and stressed out. So I will... You know what's a good word for it? I heard this at work. What's that? We're all getting COVID fatigue. We are. It's actually... We're getting tired of it. There is a term called caution fatigue, which is we've been so cautious about the virus and functioning in public. And I have some other theories. Might as well go into them because why not? <laughs> so... COVID fatigue, caution fatigue, it is a real thing. We're so tired of caring about it that we're stressed out and exhausted from it. And we, we act like we don't care, we've become entitled. Another issue is we have been, and I'm, I don't know if this is a word, but I've been using it, desocialized undersocialized. We've been behind computers more. We've been seeing each other less. When we do interact, think about what's happening. We have a cloth across our face. We are losing subconscious signals about body language and we're losing feedback. When we would say something that's slightly upsetting, even if we don't mean to, it's accidental, the other person's face would give you a response, an accidental sneer, something you would notice. And a lot of these are subconscious that your body picks up on, that your mind picks up on. So we're missing all of that. And I'm noticing tension. I'm noticing people are being awkward and I'm noticing an increased unintentional sense of entitlement because we work so hard. We, we stayed at home. We didn't visit so that we could do our agility and we sacrificed a ton to come out to this agility. We wear masks all day, which are very hard. We don't get to go in the building. It's a 93, 93 degree day. Our dogs are inside, but we can't be with them. Lots of changes. And so lots of stress guys take every moment as if it were a gift. We, we gotta stop taking it for granted. Yeah. Yes, things are different. Yes, it's weird. Yes, I don't wanna be talking about COVID anymore because I promised at the beginning of when we started this that we, we wouldn't talk about the pandemic, but here we I are. Know, here we are. I know, here we are because it is so prevalent. It is top of mind. And so I don't wanna forget about it. I don't want caution fatigue to get us down, but we've gotta be respectful. Cover your mat, cover your face when you're in the building, having your nose hang out, and then coming up to me and saying, "People are yelling at me because my nose is hanging out." Guess what I'm going to say to you? Cover your nose. Yeah. You're not going to get sympathy. I don't want to wear the mask any more than you do. I don't. They're hot. I always seem to get a dog hair that goes up my nose, and I just, oh, me too. I just, I just, I just, oh, oh, this is a cute so story. So awkward. Yeah. So Katie Rogers, who once runs some wonderful shelties. She came up the other day and we were talking about masks and how we all seem to get a dog hair and we were all just relating to how itchy they are. And she said the other day she was at class, she sweats a lot, and so she used a towel to wipe her face. She pulled her mask down, wiped her face, and she goes, Kara, it was my dog towel, and all I did was add more dog hair to my sticky, sweaty <laughs> no. face. Yeah, so... Oh, what? she's
1: got such hairy dogs. Such hairy
0: dogs. So in this together, we're all... Nobody wants to. Nobody goes, I can't wait to wear my mask in the building. But if it means we can run... If it means that, you know, if we start getting to these levels where they start inspecting amount of people in the building that everybody's covered, please don't mess it up for other people, please. Right. Just cover your nose and your face, please. Yeah. And the same
1: thing goes for volunteering. Yes. Yes. You know, you're not going to get people any sooner, any quicker. You're not going to get new blood coming to help you out and volunteer if you're not treating people appropriately. Yeah. And if you're out there and if you're yelling and we get it, you're stressed. It's a long day. We've all been up early to get our prime parking spots, all of that. But you have to realize at the same time, these are volunteers. Yes, it'll help run the trial faster and smoother if you have your people. But yelling at people and just snapping at people is not not the way to go. It's just not. It's just common courtesy.
0: And it can't, honestly, it can't make you feel good. No. Whoever's the yeller, I know that when I snap, and I snap sometimes, you know, mostly. Well, see, it happens. It happens. We're human. You know, you say something to your husband, and you're like, ugh. I was, I just got fed up, and in the moment, like, why can't you close that kitchen cabinet door? I don't understand. But then it's like, ugh. The tone, you don't feel good about it. It's like, you know, Michelle and I are both positive reinforcement trainers, and aversive training to us doesn't feel good. And so being aversive to people I just challenge you, we're under stress. And when you want to erupt and say something because somebody is aggravating you and people are allowed, they're going to aggravate you. There's no denying that. There's, And you're allowed to feel aggravated. Absolutely. I walk around feeling aggravated a lot. But I think hard before I speak. And I say to myself, and, and here's here's a wonderful thing I noticed the other day. I walked into a trial and I was super annoyed by a lot of people. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I was just overtired or whatever, but everybody seemed to be getting on my nerves. Entitlement, they expected the maps to be out, you know, at 5.30 the night before, which is a luxury, and just all these little tiny beep, 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 beep. beep. They were asking me all these questions, and I put myself in a role of knowing pretty much everything, and I'll tell you when I don't. But I was annoyed by people. And then as the day went on, I stepped back objectively, and I looked at these same people. And these same people that were annoying me in the morning were volunteering. These same people were saying, unbelievably kind things about my runs these same people that were annoying me two seconds earlier in the morning for a brief second turned into the delightful people they are and I remembered they're good people and we all have moments and so you can't let moments taint your who you are what that person is but really just please be conscious before you say anything you put your filter on. I've had to enact my filter a lot, but at the end of the day, the day goes so much better if we're just kind and respectful to each other. Yeah. And then you feel better. You feel better. And we have such a short time out there. And so volunteer and take advantage. If you don't do heat, you're, you're upset that you have to be outside and your dog could be inside volunteer. Cause you get to be inside that air conditioned building. Yep. If you're worried about not being able to see runs volunteer, volunteer, All of those jobs get you in a front row seat, except for outside gate. I'll do outside gate. Don't worry about it, guys. I got it. (laughs) Um, You know, learn learn about the obstacles from people. Is this ascending double? If there's three bars set, it's an ascending double. Okay, how does the ascending double go up? The triple for four-inch dogs has two bars, one in the four-inch, one on the ground. The double doesn't make sense. We all agreed to just throw logic out. The double... (laughs) has one bar. Double
1: as a single bar. A single bar. <laughs>
0: Yet, if you have a single stanchion with two bars, it has two bars. It has one in the holders and one in the ground. I don't understand, AKC. I don't get it. But right. learn these things. Learn Because it's fun to... Now I've memorized these things. Now yeah. I've memorized that... LaVonda Herring taught me that when you hear go, if you look up and you see on the time, time clock, if you have a display, and it says 60... Pretend that's a it's G. Really go. it's go. Little things like this. So you're there all day. And yeah, you could bring a book and yeah, I've snuck some work in. Um, you know, the internet is good at some places. But why don't pass the time volunteering and supporting friends and watching their runs? And learning, oh, geez, that's, that was a trap for the little dogs. Can you imagine if my big strided dog lands in front of that tunnel? He's definitely going in. I've got to, you know, change my plan. Yeah, there's so much you can learn. There's so much you can learn. You can also get buddy-buddy with the judges. I'm not saying that helps. I mean, let's be ethical. That theoretically, but judges are people. Judges are people. And I think I think a lot of people forget about that. I'm going to tell you a story. So Jen Young from Florida came up and and – tried uh judged our trial what two weeks ago now last week it was last week two weeks two weeks ago and I remembered her face but it turns out three years ago I was trial chair for Wachusett and we usually in September have a Saturday Sunday trial this Sunday was weird because normally we have to pack up everything and put it away the facility was telling us no 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 you can leave it out there's a trial after you that the Mastiffs are having a trial and I was like okay and So Jen Young was the trial chair for the Mastiffs and she came in on Sunday to see how our trial ran and I helped her. I showed her where everything was. I showed her, you know, course building this particular facility is particular about where wings go and the metal wings and the stanchions and the bars and the dog walk. And I explained all of that to her and I was just helpful. I, I don't know why it's just part of it's my nature, but I just felt like it that day. Doesn't she come up three years later to judge? I don't remember who she is. She, her, she goes to the bathroom. Her zipper falls off her pants. One of my friends, I call her Tilburg, Christine Tilburg, comes upstairs and goes, does anybody have a, a safety pin? And, of course, Kara, because I am a traveling CVS. You have everything. I have everything in my agility bag, which we can talk about, which is actually a tool bag, like a Husqvarna tool bag, but it's a different brand. I have one. I don't know what she needs it for, so I give it over to her. Suddenly, the judge comes up to me, stops me, says my name, and she's like, Kara, I just want to thank you. First off, she yells up, Kara, thank you for the safety pin. I'm like, okay. Somebody told her Kara gave her a safety pin. Cool. I look like the good guy. But then she stops me and she's like, I just really want to thank you. And I was like, really? For a safety pin? Shit, I'll give you more safety pins if you want more safety pins. And she's like, no. Three years ago, I came up here. I had no idea what I was doing. I was trial chair for my first trial. You were so kind and helpful to me. I really appreciate that. I was like, huh. I didn't know she was a judge or going to become a judge. (laughs) So it just pays to be kind to people is the moral of the story. Just be nice. You can go home and complain about them behind their backs if you need to. I don't recommend that. It's not good for anybody to vent. But occasionally that happens. If you have a stressful day, come home and tell your husband or significant other or dog about it. (laughs) But when we were together, we have such short, precious moments of being social that we should really take advantage of them. Yep. And if somebody says something you know, annoying to you, just brush it off. I challenge you to brush it off because I've had a lot of annoying things said that would normally bother me, and they did for an instant. And then I watched their behavior throughout the day, and I remembered, these people are wonderful. Time is short. Time is short. There is no time for stressing and- out. I mean, we're already dealing with enough... So much in our own personal lives. Yep. Our, people's businesses are down, uncertainties. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on with schools. They're in, they're out. Some college just opened up. Now they're shutting down again. I mean, the yeah. world is insane. And agility comp- is our happy place. Agility is our happy place. And if we research, if our numbers, wherever, get worse, wherever you are, we could lose agility again. So I challenge you to go to your next trial I want you to volunteer, maybe step out of your comfort zone, do something you're not familiar with. Find You should it. do something you're not familiar with. I think you should do something you're not familiar with. I did. And now I course build all the time. And now I get my deadlifts in with tunnel bags and I loathe tunnel bags. Now I'm like, and now I've even learned. So one of the reasons I didn't like tunnel bags is they have Velcro on them and they would constantly stick to my, you know, fancy pants and they would cause them to get all fuzzy. Well, I now learned. Whenever you're setting a tunnel bag, particularly the clean run tunnel bags, you put the clean run on the outside. Of course, they want to advertise for themselves, right? When you're picking them up, the handles are on the inside. The Velcro goes on the outside. Carry them with a zipper against your pants so you don't get Velcro rip. There little, you go. Little tip. That's, <laughs> that's your free tip for the day. Um. It. Yeah, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, moral of the story. I mean, if you guys
1: has any, anybody has any questions
0: about... What a certain job entails? If you has. If you has any has, questions. yes. <laughs> that's like dog speak. I has your slipper. I can has a cheeseburger. I can have a cheeseburger.
1: I may have had two beers or more. <laughs> Shh.
0: I, I had some margaritas. They're called the Ritas. <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, we are in this with you. We don't want to lose trials. Clubs are putting their necks on the line. Entries are down we're limited on judges in new England. We're stuck in Massachusetts. You can't be from like half the States, in the United States. So that really limits us. But you know what though?
1: What? We have come across so many local judges at this point that are wonderful that we have not experienced. Mm
0: -hmm. There's
1: a couple coming up that are local that we have never run under.
0: And we're excited. We're excited to run under them and learn. So yeah, it's, And for those of you that came, again, I'm going to throw Diane Patterson out there. You came to the trial. You admitted you had no idea what was going on. You asked appropriately. You asked the gate steward who is your guide to get you into the building how things worked. And that's how it does. Don't assume. I caught a couple people just because out of habit walking in the wrong way. Um, You know, because there's flow to keep people safe. There's a lot you could complain about, but what does it get you? Focus on... You're out playing agility with your dog. There's still states that can't. Yep. And the- we only
1: have so much time for agility. We only have so much time with our dogs.
0: Correct. So help your fellow exhibitors. Let's all get out early. Build, time, scribe, ring crew, score run. Ask how you can help. Find the trial chair who looks like a headless chicken And say, what can I do for you? And they might hand you a stack of papers and say, can you please hang these gate sheets so people can get checked in? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And you know what? I'm going to get there early tomorrow morning to get my, I call it COVID corner parking lot. I park by, you know, we have our little spot by this back gate fence, whatever you want to call it. I'm not in the first class. I'm going to work the first class. Because you know what? I don't have to worry about getting in for my walkthrough. I can dawdle, I can bring my stuff in. I can get the scribe sheets ready because I'm outside gate. I can walk my dog, and then I can watch y'all run and have fun. So that's my plan. Share your plan, share your new COVID rules that you've adapted to. Hey, and let's let's spread the positive forward. Tell us what good COVID has brought to you, to your trials. What? creative things have your facilities or trial chairs come up with that work. We'd like to hear it. We still want to see your runs too. Yep. Michelle and I like to see different facilities. Like we like to see poles, no poles, what kind of turf you're running on, if you're on dirt. My friend Sarah was on this really cool down in North Carolina. Oh, I saw that one. It was like a steel building over, but open over turf. Yeah. With the clip and go. She had clip and go equipment. Like that place looked fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So, we wanna like gawk at your stuff. Um, you know, we pretty much share a lot of the same videos where I, we're I'm calling it agility lockdown. I'm an agility lockdown, I have to stay local. You're only gonna see outside and a couple places inside. That's that's all we've got. Um I'm not going anywhere till our governor deems it safe for me to do so. But uh yeah, we, you know, this is a collaborative. We're we're all in this together, we're all coming at it from we're all in different boats sailing the same seas, but we all have different chips. Some of us have big sails, some of us have big motors, and some of us are adrift. So, I don't know where I went with that ocean theme, but I hope it made some sense. It worked. Yeah. I'm sailing the Margarita Seas. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, before we go off on another aquatic tangent, (laughs) I think we should probably end. I think that's a great way to end. All right. All right. Have a wonderful day, evening, month, you know, you're whatever you Whatever it is. And again, we apologize for the delay. It's Not our intention. Michelle and I had every intention to get this out earlier. We will bring you USDA at home. We're excited to share that because for those of you that want to continue to get legs and learn about a specific organization and what they're doing in the pandemic, not being able to trial,
1: that's coming up. Yep. Come join us. We're having fun. Yes. All right. I'm going to say adieu. All hey, right. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Hey, agility addicts. Thanks for listening to another episode. As always, they are produced by Kara and Michelle, and we hope that you are enjoying what we are bringing to you, and we hope that you take up our challenge and volunteer. Have fun at trials. We don't know if they're gonna last, how things are gonna change, but time with your dogs is precious, but time with your friends is just as important. So enjoy yourselves, have fun out there, help make things run smoothly, be patient, be cautious, and be respectful, and most importantly, Be safe. Have a good one, guys.